Why is it we all so desperately want to be loved? Because we are so desperately empty, lonely. But you say that loving on the whole is more important than being loved. Yes, of course, obviously, which means uh, one must understand this emptiness, uh, this loneliness in oneself. So this question of love is really an extraordinary thing because a mind that's frightened obviously cannot love. A mind that is self-concerned with its own ambitions, greeds, fears, guilt, suffering, has no capacity to love. A, l- a mind that is divided in itself, that lives in fragments, obviously cannot love. A mind that lives in division. Division implies sorrow. That is the root cause of sorrow, division, between you and me, between me and they, or we and they, the black, the white, the purple, the pink, and all the rest of it. So wherever there is a division, a fragmentation, love cannot be, because goodness is the state of non-division. Word itself means indivisible. But love between two human beings, you say there shouldn't be division, but there... That's just it, sir, that's just it. Look, when the husband says to the wife or the boy says to the girl, I love you, what does that mean? The sexual enjoyment, all the rest of it, is that what he calls love? Or is it a relationship, a close, intimate uh, companionship? That, I think, is nearer it. But right. often they have an idealised picture of each other. Which, it, which, means, which means what? An image of each other. Right. The one image loves the other image. Hmm? That image, the mechanism of that image is uh, the accumulation of insults, pleasures, anxieties, and so on, you know, the nagging and the dominating. All that is built up through um, months or years of living together, and each image has a relationship with the other. And is that relationship? Relationship means... I had to... Hey, listen, man. KBLA just turned two years old. I had to bring the OG for this show. I had to do it. That was none other than the legendary J. Krishnamurti. Where there is brokenness, where there is separateness, There is no love. He said where there is fragmentation, there is no love. The great J. Krishnamurti. And why is that important for tonight's conversation? Well, let me give you a little backstory. So I'm at the Cigar Lounge enjoying Juneteenth, uh, the remnants of Juneteenth, uh, after the exclusive... KPLA Talk uh, 1580 private party. I will not disclose the location, but it was exclusive. It was very nice. I showed up, you know, uh, it was, we had a great time. But then I went to the cigar lounge. And the reason why I wanted to go to the cigar lounge was because I knew 9 p.m. my television show the Situation Shift, starring Zoe Williams, was about to air. And everybody in the lounge wanted to catch this particular episode. So we cast it uh, to the big screen TV there. And everybody was watching. And we were having a great time. And then, you know you know how black people do at the movie theaters. They talking to the screen. Dang, Zoe, she said that. Uh-uh. Well, I could have been on the show. What? You know, so you're missing things, right? So 
but the episode spawned like this impromptu relationship roundtable. And of course, I'm not talking. I'm taking notes because potential topics are popping into my head. And then a sister there uh, was telling somebody she was with, she said, so why did we meet in the first place? I said, ooh, there it is. <laughs> so I said, let's put it together. Let's put this topic together. Why did we meet in the first place is tonight's topic. What does it mean to be in a true relationship? And I want y'all to call in and tell me. Right? Right? Do you know why you met your partner initially? Do you know what drew you to them initially? Hmm? Do you know? Do you have a definition for what it means to be in a true relationship. Now, the great Krishnamurti was talking about how separateness, uh, being broken, being fragmented, uh, is antithetical uh, to being in love. You're broken, no love. And that's a hard, listen, that is a hard line to take, but that's the line he took, right? He said, if there is internal broken, brokenness, uh, psychological brokenness, fragmented thoughts, fragmented feelings, love does not live there. And him saying that reminded me of my good friend, Dr. Mark Goulston, uh, author of Just Listen and and Get Out of Your Own Way and many other books, Dr. Goulston used to always break down the word despair. And I pulled it up here for you from its etymological root. Despair, to lose hope. But in etymology, what it's, you know, you'll hear the definitions, hopelessness, uh, you know, all of that, Right. In, without, but D-E-S, des, right? Spare, right? Or dispair, to separate. Ugh. To separate, despair, to be separated. Now, my last show, last Thursday, we talked about this. If you're separated from your internal self, you're broken, walking right into the relationship. So now, tonight, why did you meet this person? For what purpose? What is a true relationship? 1-800-920-1580. What is a true relationship? What is immature love? Right? What is your reason for being in a relationship? Are you there to get something or are you there to give something? Are you there to control something? Are you there to hide from something? <laughs> Why do you even want to be in a relationship? Andy. Why do you want to be in a relationship, bro? 
Just tell me, man. It's all right. Companionship. You lonely. I could be lonely at times. See, that's why I love Andy. Because Andy going to tell the truth and shame the devil later. He going to tell the truth right now. And then he going to shame the devil later on. But I love that. He said, I can be lonely at times. And sometimes loneliness is, I would say most of the time, who agree or disagree with this? Most of the times, loneliness is a terrible matchmaker. Because loneliness will have you picking way deep down at the bottom of the barrel. I'm not trying to be elitist or classes or anything like that. I'm just saying. Sometimes loneliness will have you picking somebody that is no good for nobody. <laughs> well, then you picked them, so I guess they're good for you. Should intimate relationships be more about self-discovery than self-fulfillment? True or false? Someone in immature love will not think of the greater good of the relationship instead they focus on the greater good for themselves why are you here why did we meet each other what do you want from me i'm sorry i i love you tyrese i didn't mean that what more do you want from me <laughs> i'm just oh god why are we here? We're not just here because we graduated college. We're not just here because we work in corporate America and we can afford a kid and we can we can combine our salaries. We're not just here for that. What are we in this relationship to do? When I come forward, the phone lines are wide open. The number to dial, 1-800-920-1580. Get ready, get ready, get ready. The voice of reason has returned. Year number three starts now. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings will disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. A problem arises when our relationships are not understood, right? Whether it is intimate or impersonal. Why have we not understood relationship and see the depth of it or the futility of it and go on with it? But we apparently we are never we have never resolved this problem of relationship. Right? You know all about it, don't you? Why? Is it you love and you are not loved? Is that a problem? Come on, sir, it is. It is a problem. Or you love and the other doesn't love. Right? Or in your relationship with another, 
you are possessive, you are dominant, you are, you know, dependent. You want something from her or from him, sex, pleasure, comfort. As somebody said the other, to me, the other, to the speaker the other day, I need, I, if I live, who will wash my clothes? You understand? I wonder if you understand all this. So what is relationship, out of which we have made such tremendous problem? It is to be related to another. Relationship means related to another. to one or to many or to the whole of mankind, right? To the one or many or to the whole of mankind. You understand? No, you don't. Y'all not ready for Krishnamurti. Can we go have him all night tonight? Y'all, are you listening to the piercing questions that he is positioning, right? What, what are you there for? Why did we meet? What do you think? Oh, oh, let me just say it another way. What do you think in you that I have the key to heal? I can't. You think I have the key to something in you that would heal you? What do you think I have? What do you think I can bring to the table that would facilitate your healing? Hmm? We've been conditioned to believe that the listen now, we've been conditioned to believe that all of our answers come from the outside in. Right? You gotta remember, before Oprah would it was very few people talking about go inward. And if they were talking about go inward, they were from another country. Or they were a brother in New York, who was teaching the science of mind, Reverend Ike, and he was being ridiculed for speaking on it. Y'all remember that? Okay, cool. I'm just saying, going inward is as cliche now as Taco Tuesday, but it's only cliche in the terms of the phraseology. It is not cliche in the term of its actuality. No one is actually doing it, or very few people, I should say, actually doing it. So I asked the question, the lady asked the question in the cigar lounge, why did we meet in the first place? Why, why am I in your life? What am I here to offer you? Right? What does a real relationship mean? What does the true meaning of being in relationship mean? True or false, a real relationship is one in which both partners are committed to one another and are willing to work through the good times and the bad times. Do you know people, listen, I had bad times before I met you. And when I was alone, I was running from the bad times. What makes you think because you here with me 
I won't strap these shoes up even tighter. And because guess what? The problems I came with are still with me. They have now co-mingled with the problems you brought. Now the relationship has its own unique stench of problems that are unresolved, that are unacknowledged. So if I was running when I was by myself, what makes you think I won't run when we together? 1-800-9-2015. It's about to get deep. It's about to get deep. Because I, I got to ask the question. Are most of us in uh, plaything, play, uh, unserious relationships? Right? Because you know if you're in it for a meaningful purpose, a reason, when, when difficulty hits you, you get tighter. You get tighter. You find a way to get tighter. Even if you don't have the tools, you find a way to get tighter. But you'll know if it's not serious, y'all get looser. You start to fall away. The problem, which comes with its own inherent solution, the problem begins to dominate the relationship. Not the search for the solution contained therein. That's what couples do. We, we got to go through it. We got to figure out a way. Otherwise, we're left with the question, why did I meet you in the first place? Nazarene X, Atlanta, Georgia, get in here. What up, though, huh? <laughs> Glad to be on with you. Thank you jumping in the fire, man. Yes, sir. I know, uh, one of the beautiful things, even just with people crossing paths, like I remember it was probably like over eight years ago or something, first coming across your work. Like a decade is crazy. I was just looking initially for a way to pass time, you know, on some giggle stuff or whatever. But I suppose God already knows, like, my certain level of, I guess, uh, insight or internal questions and pondering. Like, you know, you just happen to come across certain people that ring ring a bell. And once you, I guess, acknowledge that, you stay tapped in. It's been, it's been fire ever since. I never came, like, you know, trying to get something, so to speak, like that, just enjoying the rhythm of what's before me. So, and I think it's it's always for a reason. So, always let, let reason. me ask you, what are some of the most uh, valuable things you've been able to, uh, lessons you've been able to extrapolate out of these apparently or seemingly uh you know, random meetings. You meet somebody and you start to like them and you start to create a connection and a bond. What are some of the most meaningful things you've learned from those situations? Hold your thought because I'm going to carry you over. I want you to think about it. And I want, you to, I want you to answer why were you there and why were they there? This From your perspective, of course. Why were you there? What was, because you know, it's two sides to every story. When we come forward, I'm going back to Atlanta, Georgia to talk to my brother Nazarene X. My reactions to instill a lesson. I will not be treated like an adolescent. Swallowing emotions like I owe you something. Communication is processing the information. Learn to listen and end up missing out on your blessings. Yeah, keep stunting like class ain't in session. Dismissing feelings, find mind ditching. Go ahead, catch them. 
You unapologetic till you finally get it. It's kind of problematic to resolve a static. It's all copacetic. All He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. We have one question from the social media, the Facebook. <laughs> Amit Madan wants to know. In this materialistic age, the real feeling of love is disappearing from our life. Most of the love we receive from others and express to others is superficial. How can we reinforce the real feeling of love in our own life and in others? Forget about others. If you… if you learn to be loving by your own nature, not because of somebody else or something else, I know the question is coming from Facebook, there's an enormous possibility <laughs> You can even love those people. I had to slip in, sad guru. He said, forget about others. Do you, back to the point I made earlier. Again, we've been conditioned to believe that our answers come from the outside. I've been telling y'all, you have to be what you want. I've been saying it for over 20 years. You get who you are. And if you're a complete mess, you look attractive to complete messes. <laughs> they see you too like, hey, we the same. There's familiarity here. There's camaraderie in our messiness. Do you understand? Be love. Stop asking for it. Be it. Listen, if you became love, do you know how... Listen to me. Do you know how despair and disappointment and frustration and sadness and, and, and being let down by other people... Do you know all of that would leave your life? D do you know that? If you just became love. But again, it's hard to wrap our minds around becoming something that is uh, so high in the conscious spectrum that many people believe that it's not real. So we put our minds on tangible things, right? You Look what he did for me. See, told you, he liked me. He did this. What have you done lately? Do you see where we put it? Let me explain something to you. Do you, do you know people go through the motions? Do you know people know how to do the right things according to the list of things that are supposed to be done? In the rest? Do you know people really know how to do that? And they can do that and have a disingenuous intent behind the execution of the correct doing. Right? So I said, this is how stupid the Internet is. Uh, how, how do you tell if a relationship is serious or not? The answers are constant communication. But a manipulator can be in constant communication. Telling you what you, breadcrumbing you, giving you little pieces of what you need to hear. Huh? Right? Spending time together. Yep, manipulators love to spend time with their prey. <laughs> 
Do you see? You see how vacuous and empty the internet is when it comes to so-called facts? Introducing each other to friends and family. That don't matter neither. Huh? Bobby Womack was introduced to some friends and family. Y'all heard the story of Bobby Womack? What he did to Sam Cooke? Huh? Uh, Andy, pull up uh, the record. I, I, I wish he didn't trust me so much. Anyway, now, <laughs> hey, the man. Just come on, man. Got with his wife, came to his funeral in one of his suits. Then messed around and had sex with his daughter after he was dead. Come on. Come on, y'all. I'm the best friend he's got. I'd give him the shirt off my back. Trust me with his life But each time he leaves me alone Leaves me alone with his wife I wish he didn't trust me so much I think he really trusts me too much How can he be so blind? Oh, come on, Bobby! Then gonna turn around and make a whole song. <laughs> Come on, Bobby. So introducing each other to friends and family. Sure, sure. Superficially, yes, that makes sense. Yes, you need to meet my moms and well, my mother's gone, but yeah, you need to meet my sisters and my brothers and my sons and my, my daughter. Yeah, sure. But that doesn't mean I'm telling you, people go through the motions doing the while doing the correct motions. Making future plans. People do that all the time. Don't mean nothing. Right? Sharing personal information. People do that all the time. People share personal information in Times Square. <laughs> Somebody at Times Square with a hustle game. They're going to give up some personal information. Just, come on. Now we're starting to get down to the, the beans and greens of it. The, the grits. You know you're in a serious relationship when y'all can get through something. When you can resolve conflicts, when you can manage conflicts, when you make space for empathy, for understanding each other, where there's mutual respect, the mutuality of the higher qualities, right? Acknowledgement of each other, right? Consideration, right? Cooperation, collaboration, the mitigation of conflict, the mitigation of competition is healthy. Yes, I'm, I'm rooting for you, but next time I'm going to do even better, right? You get what I'm saying? Grown-up relationships. A lot of people are in immature relationships doing these so-called being supportive. Do you know uh, how many people are supportive to their partner on the surface? But underneath that, jealous and envious. Why are we together? <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> huh? You could have a Bobby Womack in your life. 
Why are we here? That's what I want to know. Why are we here? What does this relationship uh, offer me in terms of me? I'm going to give you my answer. But when I come forward, I'm going to the phone lines and I want to hear your answer. What were you in that relationship for? How did it serve you? Or in reverse, how did you serve it? Huh? 1-800-920-1580. When I come forward, the phone line's already cracking all over the country. We're going to talk to everybody. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. Y'all know what it is. My playlist is my co-host. That ain't nothing but Mary J. Never want to be without you. Live without you. Is that what it is? I never want to live without you. Mary J. Blige from that My Life album, which in my opinion was her best album. The co-host here on The Voice of Reason, uh, Ain't no joke. That first record I played is a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Gnu. Gnu Rockwell. And I want everybody to download that record because it was called the record is called Toxic. And this is an older brother. And what I've learned about older MCs, they have wisdom in their rhymes. Check out the record toxic i know his i know I, it might be his ex-wife now she's a therapist she's been on my show before she's amazing but i want y'all to check out this record toxic by ganu g-a-k-n-e-w ganu rock rockwell and uh again it's it's called toxic then we have Bilal. you are and that was just mary J. I want to i never want to live without you but let me go back to Krishnamurti, and then I'm going to bring in Nazarene X. Krishnamurti said we are in relationship with the image we have of each other. And once those images have been broken, damaged, fractured, the relationship is fractured. In Krishnamurti's estimation, we have never really been in relationship with each other. We are in relationship with our expectations. We are in relationship with the mask we wear. We are in relationship with the image we project out to our partner. We are in relationship with the image they project. But the soul of us, the truth of us, not really in relationship. What are your thoughts? Nazarene X, get in here. Yes, sir. Right back at it, man. Uh, <laughs> ain't nothing but the truth. <laughs> Tell the truth, ain't man. But the truth. Tell the truth, man. It's but, shame the uh, devil. So I felt like to tie in both of those points, like in a lot of ways, like for me, it's like surrendering to, I guess it's both like being in the driver's seat, but also being on autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. So in a way, the whole journey of life, in a way, it's like I'm in the back seat and God is the pilot on some stuff like pretty much making me make my rounds mm. but i know i'm here to serve or like respond to whatever the mission is so i think that in a lot of ways when i grew to acknowledge a higher level of significance like on the grand scheme in terms of the various people i would interact with 
or have relationships with like intimately on a more interpersonal level or even just passing like in the streets and stuff. Um, I feel like in a lot of ways we can serve to be somebody's rude awakening or confirmation, you know what I'm saying, to what space they're in inside. Like, for example, sometimes I remember just on, on some random stuff, I happened to jump into a gas station one day, but at the time I was coming off of feeling like really fired up for God, like uh, kind of like just exuding out loud, like feeling like I really had to overcome a mental hurdle in a way. And inside I was just like resonating, but just kind of speaking aloud about just being grateful for God or like just kind of in that spiritual bag. And it just so happened that while I'm crying inside in that breath, I happened to uh, go straight into the store, still having that type of energy on me. And uh, a woman, like an elder of ours, just happened to turn to me. It's like she kind of did a double take. She was like, brother, your your spirit is on fire. Like, I, you have such a great energy about you. And I wasn't necessarily in that in that space, but I felt like that was confirmation to say that that aura, that energy that you, you're into or that you're carrying, it really does affect those around you. Um, so there are subtleties like that. But um, I want to know, but wait, mm -hmm. Nazarene, I want to know about the devil in you, brother. Because that's what oh, the relationship yeah. is about. Talk to me about yeah. that devil you struggle with, man. Sure, you well, got I great did. energy, man. Tell the truth. But, oh, what, not, not, the, but the topic yeah, is, <laughs> why did we meet in the first place? Could it be that you met a woman so you could be revealed to yourself? Yeah, I mean, I had to jump way, way back because basically, especially in more recent times. Oh, so you, you, you so saying you don't need no it. more work, huh? Is that what you said? Is that what no, you I'm implied? Saying, oh. I ain't saying that. It's, <laughs> what I'm saying is I lead with the whole thing like, man, really, that proverbial devil, like, he ain't uh, he part of the, the pecking order as far as that goes. Like, he ain't off the roster, but it's like I've learned how to take that so-called energy have it work to my benefit and the benefit of others so I don't shy away from it. It's like you can get whatever whatever you need. But I guess yeah, in that way I had to be face to face with certain uh internal decisions, right? But it's all about what can I live with? Like as bad as I wouldn't want to necessarily go to quote unquote bad route, I realized that I I kind of take pleasure in being that that person that's with the smoke because I feel like that level of smoke is only going to come into my sphere of influence when it is time for someone to stand in that gap and kind of bang back on that same beast. Uh -huh. So I, I typically, I lean into that aspect of things, but I think there's a higher level of looking into it because me saying that I'm embodying that devilishness well, let me ask still, but an understatement too. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you then. Uh, you mm -hmm. seeing somebody? Because I don't want to put your business out, right? You know. Oh no, no, not currently. Nah, oh, you good? Oh, okay, cool. All right. So, uh, <laughs> the last person you were seeing, mm -hmm. right? What were you there for? Why did you guys meet in the mm -hmm. first place? Was it a true relationship? I was, what happened? What, what what did what why were you there? Why did your spirit draw you to that young lady? Uh man, you could call it all, all type of different ways, but the one that registered for me is that 
for that matter, I believe that young lady was being bombarded with opportunities. Uh-uh. Um, We're not talking about her. Like, We're not talking about her. We're talking about you and you. No, I'm with you. Exclusive. I'm with you. Yes. I, I got you. I got you. So this is the this is how I had to take it. Because the basis of the takeaway from that relationship was apparently that young lady wasn't aware that she, although she wanted something higher, I guess, she still was dealing with the truth of she would rather be chased around as if a lot of people that she was already dealing with were willing to offer her. And I just wasn't hold with on, all that. Hold but, on, I know I ain't crazy. I asked you to talk about you. Here you are still talking about her now. I'm cool, but yeah. I'm cynical. No, no, no. This, this that's why I'm, I'm I'm talking to. Like I'm cynical like that, right? Like I didn't. <clears throat> excuse me. Apparently, I say the purity, uh, or if if you call it purity or any anything like that, but the sincerity of me just being willing to lock in, share what I believe is just a fruitful union. And then taking note of different things that I hear, like I wasn't aware that uh, she was still kind of like having what you would call the proverbial satellites, right? And, and that and that breath. So when I hear things like that, I'm like, I like, I'm not necessarily gonna do what you're dropping hints as. I, well, how would you put it? Some women, when you meet them, they'll try to box you in because they feel like XYZ will offer that to you or offer that to them. And to me, it gave me a decision where it's more a confirmation. Like I'm not looking to conform to that side or that, that type of, so let me, I guess, let what me you jump, want. Let me jump in here, brother. You my nephew. Okay, yeah, help me out. You are my <laughs> nephew. And I... Help me out. The power of the voice of reason compels you. The Power of the voice of reason compels you. I got to do an exorcism Man. on my brother, cause you Let's not you not talking about you. You the I, I, I didn't ask I'm you. <laughs> help, help me. No, you help you. See, it's easy to blame somebody, Nas. You can't do that. I'm not blaming nobody. I'm you, not blaming nobody. You broke like, down. You broke down. I? You broke down two or three reasons. And I and they all had to do with her. I'm saying, what did you show up there for? What did you want in the first place? Why are you there? Why were you in that relationship? Now you just hold tight. When I come forward, I will continue this relationship exorcism on the voice of reason. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Yeah. How do you write women so well? So William. Reason and accountability. The voice of reason. Relationship is the greatest thing in life. You cannot live without relationship. We withdraw from all relationships. Finding that relationship is painful. Always living in 
struggle, conflict, possessing or not possessing, jealous, you know, all that happens. There are those who withdraw from all relationships, but they are related. They cannot possibly escape from any kind of relationship. Wow! The great Krishnamurti. We are all related. You can't escape. Even if you choose to be single, you are still related to nature. That's a relationship. You're still related to everything. But I have to bring my brother Nazarene X back in. We're trying to pull something out of Nazarene that <laughs> that he refuses. <laughs> Nazarene does not want to acknowledge. <laughs> Nazarene X, you have returned to the voice of reason. <laughs> Talk to me, what man. Come on. I'm asking hey, look, about look. you, brother. Don't blame nobody. Okay. Uh, nah, uh, I'm with you, but if, if I may, because uh, I'm sensing something. My, sp- my spider senses are tingling, right? Okay. I'm just asking, you know, it's just me to you. Do you have in your mind a particular woman? Me? Yes, sir. Well, I don't know who you've been done, been dating. I, I just asked. Okay, then. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> I got you. So that's what I'm saying. It's a whole I bet. So <laughs> like I was saying, like as far as I could scratch my head and make sense of it, um, I mean again, when I met a young lady that I'm referring to, um, I again I was just in the pocket of uh positioning myself to seek out, you know, uh, that divine union. Like I'm I'm seeking a wife, like a lifetime partner and it's an eternal sacred couple, like, you know, someone to cultivate a family with uh, just all that I believe God has for me in terms of when a man and a woman connect on that level. So at that time, um, the one I'm referring to, like we hit it off uh, and everything was just green. Like to me, I didn't really think of it too, too much, but you know, once we skip a few happened and what I apparently learned along those lines, as far as what potentially I was there to serve in the transient aspect of things, that ended up being was that uh, she apparently was still more used to or wanted someone to kind of, I guess, uh, throw money at her or and this ain't nothing to, you know, poop on her or anything like that. But there were certain things that I didn't know that apparently she was getting from other fellas that she was exploring the field too. Mm-hmm. But it's just apparently I offered a more uh, or a different, layer to to what she was going through or what she was dealing with so again i i don't know maybe it's just i'm just serving as a potential challenge or a hurdle or something like that but again looking at it like me i all my mind was on was just okay as long as you present yourself you uh you mean what you say you know then then it's game time that certain things get laid on the ground up front mm-hmm. and that's what it was so when you know when something is then say it hits the table uh, that was one of our first say, like quote unquote head busts. It's just like I, you know, there was a, a miscommunication. So but let me ask. Uh, when it, let me ask you this: If you mm-hmm. when you guys butted heads, what right. what came up in you where you said to yourself, "Man, I, this is something I really need to work on." And and please keep in mind the relationship brought mm-hmm. this about. 
not her, but you. Like, what came up in right. you, in your consciousness going, wow, I didn't handle that well. Wow, I dealt with that quite poorly. I, I, I need to work on this aspect. What came up? Honestly, the the only thing that came up was just me being apparently, uh, I guess, more willing to use my words uh, than I feel like unnecessary. But that's, I don't, even that relationship, I feel like I had already kind of graduated from that chapter where you be as present and as full and as flexible to a certain extent. But once you come across an internal space where you feel like what you're being asked to do is compromise your own integrity, uh -huh. I've already solidified that chapter, and that's a no. Right. So, and apparent, and but that's I, not I what I'm ask. asking. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking, okay. I'm asking yeah. about self-observation. See, how an exorcism works, you got to mm -hmm. name the demon in order to expel the demon. You got to get okay, its name. I got you. I got you. A, I got you a big one on that one, though. But this this goes back to me just being me, right? Yes. That demon is called Fantastic Voyage <laughs> for me. Okay, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, that's why once once I saw that, I've already positioned myself to the personage as well as the energy. Where it's like, okay, but I'm with that. <laughs> so it's like that's just I'm going. I'm going to carry on. Like, I don't feel like I, I handle it wrong by being direct, upfront, sincere, present, and through to say, like, you know, if that's what we're dealing with, fantastic voyage, then I say so be it. It's just, that's, that's, you know, that's a whole different level of protocol. And the whole, like, that's where the whole, like, you know, button heads or anything like that is just, I'm not going, once I get the, you know, once 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 the toll is paid, <laughs> you know, I get you. you, you know, I, I, like, I get you. That, hey, that, hey, I don't now, feel bad about handling that way. Love. No, Nazarene, right. we got to push forward now. Now, hey, listen. <laughs> hey. As a, hey, I love you, brother. Listen, he brought Atlanta, Georgia in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me. Listen, as a relationship exorcist, I don't get all the demons out. Sometimes I got to go back to the relationship authority and, and maybe get my get my certificate or something because he just wouldn't let it out. But it's cool. When we come forward, we're going to talk to some sisters. Maybe they will be more open to share why we met in the first place. Fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 158. And that's what we are going to share together in this. There is perception of sorrow. Of sorrow. sorrow. Let's take that. 
my son, my brother, my father dies. What takes place generally is I escape from it. Because I can't face this sense of tremendous danger, of loneliness, of despair. So I escape. Escape in ideology, in concepts, in dozen ways. Now, to perceive the escape, just to perceive, not check it, not control it, not say, I mustn't perceive, just to be aware, choiceless again, to aware that you are escaping. Then the escape stops. The, es- the momentum of escape is a wastage of energy. You have stopped that energy. The, not you have stopped. Perception has ended the wastage. Therefore, you have more energy. There is more energy. Then, when you, when there is no escape, then you are faced with the fact of what is. That is, you have lost somebody. Death, loneliness, despair. That is exactly what is. You, there again, a perception of what is. I think I see the direction you are taking. What you want to say is that when one, when I perceive that you are sorrowful, because I don't perceive sorrow; it doesn't exist by itself. So when I perceive that you are sorrowful, what I perceive is that you have been separated, and this is a source of sorrow because now your father is dead and you are separated. And in perceiving that sorrow is associated with separation, am I not perceiving that joy is associated with... No, sir, not yet. No, the fact is I've lost somebody. That's a fact. Burnt, gone. And it is something gone, finally gone. (laughs) And I am feel tremendously lonely. That's a fact. Lonely, without any sense of relationship, without a sense of any security. I'm completely at the end. Many people speak of this as saying, I am empty now. Yes, empty. And I I, there is an awareness of this emptiness, of this loneliness, of this despair. I said, when you don't escape, you have you conserve the energy. Hmm? Now, there is this conservation. When, when you don't escape, there is a conservation of the energy you would be using to escape. And many, I, we we listen to our brother Nazarene. I said, Nazarene, what show up in you? Nothing. Basically, nothing. (laughs) Sometimes there's an escape. Every one of us is flawed and broken. And these relationships are designed to give us something about us, give us an awareness, a deeper awareness about us. And many of us come in with this ideation that we're somehow better than or more evolved than 
And listen, you can't date somebody you're more evolved than. You 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 can't date somebody someone who's less evolved than you. It's impossible. You get what you are every single time. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear it. I know a lot of people don't agree. agree. But this is the nature of relationship. Research has shown that healthy relationships can promote feelings of happiness, security, and self-esteem, while unhealthy relationships can lead to stress, anxiety, and depression. True or false are attachment styles, communication patterns, and conflict resolution strategies are often shaped by our experiences in intimate relationship and can have a lasting impact on our emotional and psychological health. But here's the problem. You got to get into one in order for those attachment styles, communication patterns, conflict resolution strategies. You got to get into a relationship in order to see the flaws in those patterns. Agree or disagree? Spiritually speaking, intimate relationships can provide a sense of connection and purpose that goes beyond the individual itself. I'm talking about the individual self, just me, right? Spirituality, right? The spiritual relationship, the conscious relationship, not the transactional one. Not, do you understand? Relationship is designed to give you an experiment, excuse me, an experience that goes beyond the individual ego. That's what relationship is designed to do. It's supposed to expand your consciousness beyond your sense of self. But you have to be brave and bold and courageous enough to say, guess what? I'm not afraid to look in. I'm not afraid to lean in to me. True or false? Many spiritual traditions view uh, relationships as a means of connecting with a higher power or universal consciousness as a way of cultivating compassion and empathy and love. And in other words, your relationship can be a vehicle for apotheosis. The word apotheosis, Greek, Latin, all, you know, apotheosis, right, to be elevated to God consciousness, apotheosis, to be raised up to the consciousness of God. So relationship has that ability to raise our consciousness to such a level that it is at least one with God. But for most people, all our relationships contain are fragments of disappointments, broken communication styles, limited attachment styles, Poor conflict resolution. That's why. (laughs) Is it frustrating? I'm just. Am I the only one that's frustrated that this is the reality for 99.999% of people? Hmm? Why are we here? If I'm telling you that spiritually speaking. The world traditions from all over the world says, guess what? 
relationships can connect you to a higher power or universal consciousness as a way of cultivating compassion, empathy, and love. So the world's religions have already conceded that fact, right? <laughs> so if that's the case, right? Relationship is a conduit to coming into oneness with God. Not, let's go to Dave and Buster's. Well, we already been there. Let's go to the movies and see The Flash. Or the Netflix and chill. We, we don't do nothing no more. That is the lowest level of relating. Dr. David R. Hawking called that level of relating immature love. What is immature love? Immature love or romance is when you fear losing someone that you perceive Listen, are y'all listening to that? You fear losing someone or something that you perceive the other one fulfills for you. So if your partner gives you something, if your partner loves on you in a certain way and you have this overriding fear that something better may come along and he or she may leave you. Right? That's immature love. Immature love is perceived as something that can be won like I won it. I, I, I won the race that can be won, gained, lost, or taken away from you. So there's an underlining fear about love. It can ultimately manifest in the form of jealousy, divorce, or a breakup. Many people are relating at a very low level of consciousness. Are y'all with me tonight? Let's get busy. Let's get busy. We got sisters on the line. We got my brother, Heru Ali. Let's get busy. Let's get busy. Who's been on the longest? Atala, Houston, Texas. Get in here. Man, I was hoping you wouldn't go call me. Oh, <laughs> what's going on? You know I'm in here cooking. Listen, all right, I'm going to say my piece and I'm going to say it quick. Um, so your question, where, why do we meet in the first place, right? Yes. I mean, I can only speak to my most recent situation, and I feel like the whole point of me meeting this person was to make me feel, because I was completely numb before that. Mm. And that's just the truth. So like, are, I think are I, you being I, vulnerable? Sorry? Are you are you being vulnerable? Are you opening up a little more? Or are you still behind your little turtle shell? <laughs> no, I'm definitely um, having to open open up. Um, and I think initially I took it as like, oh, I feel like I'm doing too much. You know, you have all these like normal excuses that you want to make. But if I'm being completely honest, I mean, I feel like. In previous situations, relationships were so much easier, or at least they seemed easier, when I didn't allow myself to be completely conscious and present. So, can um, can we can we push this a little further? We, sure. People believe that relationships are supposed to be easy. Do you? I did. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, like people really I believe, really like yo. <laughs> We're not supposed to be having no difficulties. We're not supposed to be tripping. It's supposed to be all good. Right? Mm -hmm. but, no, I, I definitely did. I mean, yeah, for sure. But, okay, let's, let's do it this way. If 
Carl Jung is correct. And he says most people will do absolutely anything. People will do absolutely anything to 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 uh, no matter how absurd to avoid looking at themselves. So if you got people yeah. that are like that in a relationship, can, can somebody help me understand? How is the relationship going to be easy? Talk to me. It's not. It's not. It's going to be. It's going to be constant um, turmoil. I mean, even if you have one person who's willing to look at themselves and another who's not, it doesn't necessarily match. I mean, so you're still going to have a lesson that'll be learned in the end. Could you believe that if, say, okay, I'm willing to look at myself. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to look at myself. It's, it's been a long time since I caught a glimpse <laughs> of myself. So here I am. I, yeah. see, I see I see, my foot. I see my ankle. There I am. <laughs> so what people tend to do is they want to look at bits and pieces of self. Yeah. And then label that as the complete act of looking at themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? This is less dark than the heart area. I'm going to look over here at the foot area. And they, they'll they look at the foot darkness and be like, okay, I've been working, you know, with my shadow. But the reality of it is you got to jump all the way in unabashedly. Mm-hmm. And most people won't yeah. do that. And if they don't do that, how do they expect a relationship to be smooth sailing? It won't. You're going to have rough waters like all the time I mean I don't know as somebody again as somebody who is just now kind of getting into this whole idea like it's completely new to me mm-hmm. you know I, I was trying to do the whole you know put your little toes in the, in the pool kind of thing but that didn't work that, that, ain't, gonna not, work. <laughs> that ain't gonna work yeah that was not the business stay with me Atala when we come forward I'm gonna jump back in there on Houston Texas time of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams. Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 
So what, why have human beings who have so evolved technologically to such an enormous extent, why haven't they got this simple factor, of, which is so intelligent, having to ha- have compassion? Why? Perhaps they're too busy. No, no, find, no, don't, don't answer it. Find out why you, as a human being, living on this earth, which is meant for all human beings to live happily, why haven't you compassion? You, not somebody else. Madam, that's too quick an answer. You haven't gone into it. You, you haven't even investigated, you haven't even looked for a couple of seconds at yourself and asked yourself why you haven't got compassion. You have already, you're answering, throwing out words that may be your defence. Why have you, with all your experience, with all your knowledge, with all the civilization that you have behind you, of which you are the result. Why? Chris, Krishnamurti don't be playing with them people, man. That was 19... Listen, the man died in 1986. He, he said, why is your civilization more technologically advanced than your psychological evolution? Your spiritual evolution is lagging way behind. Do you know how many Fugazi four and a half dollar bill people I meet on a regular in every walk of life? He, he's asking, why aren't you compassionate? Oh, because we're greedy. You haven't even looked into yourself yet. Do you understand? He's saying the only way to answer that He said, I can't answer it. This is why you hear him say in many speeches, the speaker is unimportant. The speaker doesn't matter. He's telling you, don't look to me for this. He said, you go in and figure out why we met in the first place. (laughs) Do you see? That's why we did this topic tonight. So many people don't even know why they're in the relationship that they're in currently. He said, what are you here for? And what he's and what he's really saying is only you can answer that. And that answer is pre-existing in you now. You're just scared to look for it. Andy. I'm not going to speak for myself. Well, actually, I am at one point in my life. Um, I just wanted to get some. 
And that was the reason why I was in a relationship. There you go. There you go. You know, there's this joke growing up that, uh, you know. The get uh, some was the get some days was cool, man. It was, <laughs> it was a really cool time when it was just the get some. No, I'm sorry. But, I digress. Go ahead. The, the, the ladies will, will fake something sexually mm. in order to get a relationship, while the fellas, we would fake the relationship to, you know, get the stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Abs brother, Andy, thank you, brother. Let's get Atala from Houston, Texas back in here. Atala, bring Houston back in here. Did, 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 did Krishnamurti frame Hola. it up right? <laughs> did he frame it up right for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I want to add to that, too. Um, part of, I think, the reason why compassion leaves is because regret takes over, right? So... Even the song you played, right? To say you wish you never met someone. I mean, to me, that's like saying I wish I never had to learn this lesson. But to me, your lessons are are there whether you want them to be or not. The manner in which you learn them is up to you, I suppose. But or maybe not. But, um, but you're you're yeah. right. You're right with me right now. If you, mm -hmm. as a young person in society today, you look out at the landscape of dating opportunities and high value men and low value men and high value women and low value. <laughs> you look at all of, you know, the talking points that are out there right now. Are any of them dialed in to the level of psychological mastery that Krishnamurti was trying to pull out of people that he said oh, yeah. was inherent in everybody? What are your thoughts? Absolutely not. I mean, like, that's part of the reason why I try to steer away from those types of things. I don't mind listening to them simply because I think it's good to know what people are absorbing in their spheres. But in regard to um, does that line up with what Christian Mercury is saying? Absolutely not. I mean, I think most people would be like, that's too much work. I don't want to do that. Um, especially if you hit a nerve. And again, people dealing with trauma and all of that, they haven't even touched they don't even want to go near that. So, you know, it would just kind of be like a cinch to them. Like, in, in a sense, to me, that's a blessing. Because if you are someone that's on the path of higher evolution, mm -hmm. right, then you are going to be able to steer clear of, as we say, the Decepticons out there. <laughs> the Decepticons. I love it. Atala from Houston, yeah. Texas. You came, you saw, and you conquered. You brought your city in the building. <laughs> if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. The voice of reason is on fire. But listen, I got another sister who gots to cook. She gots to cook. She's probably cooking right now. Denver, Colorado is only in the building because of Callie's soul. Callie, get in here. Uh. I love you because I've been on this phone for an hour and 12 minutes and four seconds. I love you too, child. <laughs> I love you too, sweetheart. I love you now. <laughs> now, look here. First of all, that, that coaching session that you took me through was like what we call in my circle fire therapy. <laughs> you didn't play. You just got in there. You sliced. I was like, okay. And then I got my book, and I'm like, the title alone is Fire Therapy. It's done. I really don't need to read the book, but I'm still going to do it because that's my work. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, mm -hmm. on tonight, why are we here? 
why here why, why did to we get meet this in, work? Why did we meet in the first place is tonight's topic. Why did we meet in the first place to get this work? Mm. And whatever whatever shows up is you can't see yourself by yourself. Ooh. You have to have another person in order to see yourself. So whatever pops up and usually it ain't going to pop up until after the honeymoon phase, right? Because the honeymoon phase, we tap dancing and soft shoeing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stay with so, me. Callie, yeah. I need you to stay with me. I got to move forward real quick. But I, but, but don't go nowhere because you're cooking right now. Please stay with me. Callie sold Denver, Colorado. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. You want some more? More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Ooh. Ooh. Stay, baby. Hey. You know I want you to stay. Oh, baby. Oh, I would love you. My playlist has been on absolute fire all night long. Jeez. That's Marsha right there. You know, I want you to stay. My playlist is my co-host, and it has been absolutely bonkers all night long. Let me get Callie Soul from Denver, Colorado back in the building. She was cooking before we came forward. Now that we've come full circle, I want to let her finish. Go ahead, sister. All right. So like I was saying, we can't see ourselves without being in some sort of relationship um, for it to mirror back to us. And always, not nine times out of ten and sometimes and all this, always whatever you want to project on somebody else, whatever I want to project on someone else, there are seeds of that within myself. Mm. So I don't need to be worried about what's going on outside of me. I only need to worry about what's going on inside of me. And if I want to project something out onto someone, then that's where my work begins. Your work begins in your projection onto someone. Ooh, that's big. Ooh. Yeah, but you got to be aware of that. You have to be self-aware. Oh, but I'm projecting. Got to be I'm, aware. Wow, that's big. And a lot of times we're not aware that we're projecting because we've been taught, you know, since we were kids, the point of the finger. But in the level of form, you can't um, you can't point your finger. No matter how you turn your hand, you cannot point your finger at someone else without pointing back at yourself three times. Right, at least three fingers is coming right back at to you. At least three, <laughs> right? You know, so like, the, but that's what relationships are for, like with friendships, relationships, companionships, like one of the brothers was saying in the chat, if it's a ship at the end of it, it's going to have high tide and low tide, and it's mm-hmm. our job to navigate 
you know, those spaces with grace. If we want to, you can navigate it with love or you can navigate it with fear. Fear runs and says it's somebody else's fault. But love leans into self and says, okay, I see, I see that I'm trying to say that this person has an issue here. Well, where do I have an issue Oof. here? Girl, you, you know you, you know you could have left a little bit of meat on the bone. You didn't have to lick that bone clean. You didn't Come have to. Come on now. You know that's what I do. That's what I do. Hey, Callie Soul, <laughs> we appreciate you, sister girl. Thank you, thank you, Amen. thank you for bringing Denver, Colorado in the building. Now, uh-oh, as if we're not already at the end of the show, anything could happen. <laughs> Heru Ali, Battle Creek, Michigan. Get in here. Peace and love to the family nation. Honors everybody. Hey, listen, since we have limited time, what we not going to do. <laughs> what we not going to do. Come on, here we What we not going to do is act like there are not levels to everything. Yes. There's levels to everything. In the military, that's why they have a ranking structure, mm-hmm. not just to put people in charge, but you have to achieve certain skills and demonstrate your competencies <laughs> in those skills in right. order to lead right. men and women. What we're not going to do. So, <laughs> so what we're not going to do is act like there is that there is not a possibility that you could individually be more spiritually in tune than your partner because mm. like attracts like, yes. Oh, wait, listen, I, I, I could be uh, the Dalai Lama pause and he's a bad example, <laughs> oh, God. but the, the darkness in me attracts the darkness in you, right. but I have a, a higher spiritual understanding of how to possibly mitigate it or to exploit you. Right. Hundred percent, or to exploit you. So, it's been my uh, experience in the past. Listen, I I, I uh, surrendered and said, "Listen, I'm not trying to save nobody, but any body, male or female, that I attract, pause, that are searching for the truth. Here's the information. You decide for yourself. So we absolutely can be on two spiritual different levels." And be compatible or no. Well, I love it, Heru. Hey, Heru, I love it, man. I'm going to give you my final thought as I wrap this thing. Absolutely. But I love it. Peace and love to the family. Please stay safe. I love it, brother. And and peace out to the families of nations that are going through uh, these weather anomalies. Oh, yeah. I love y'all. Please stay safe. Everybody prepare because it's just getting started. Peace and love to the family. I'm out. Heru Ali, Battle Creek, Michigan, legendary caller. Let's do it this way, though. What we need to realize is we can use our relationship as a tool for self-discovery. That's why we're here. That's why we met. You may not know that. It might be unconscious to you, but we met and we connected so we can, so we can explore ourselves deeply more deeply right because many people are totally self-unaware and it's the relationship that is the vehicle that allows you to actually tap in 
We can use our relationships as a tool for self-discovery and healing by approaching them with a mindset of curiosity, openness, and self-reflection. Some effective strategies for identifying and addressing our own inner demons in the context of our relationships include practicing self-awareness, i.e. mindfulness, developing a greater awareness of our own thoughts and feelings and behaviors can help us to identify Patterns and triggers that may be contributing to our inner demons. This can involve practices such as mindfulness, meditation, and or journaling. Then you have communicating openly and honestly. This is why you're there. I know Netflix and chill and the new Flash movie is out. I know. But this is really why you're there. All right? Communicating openly and honestly. Many of us don't even know the practice of nonviolent communication, but we should. We should. We should also get comfortable seeking professional support. Dr. Jashana Johnson, Dr. Shunshine, all of them, Shalonda Crawford, get them in here. Right. And I have a whole ton of friends that are clinicians. Bring them in. Learn how to practice self-empathy. Because you're going to be coming up in these relationships. You are going to be coming up. From the depths of your consciousness, you're going to be rising to the surface. And you need to know how to love on yourself when that happens. Right? You need to cultivate compassion and empathy, not just for yourself, but for your partner as well. And overall, you need to understand using our relationships as a tool for self-discovery and healing requires a willingness to be vulnerable, open, and reflective as well as a commitment to our own personal growth and transformation. We got to see it as a self machine, one that transforms the self from what I was attached to, what I was broken by. You have to be able to use relationships to transform you. That's what they're here for. But I'm excited. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a new show coming up it's a new show rsvp with jill monroe it sounds very classy very very you know my pinky is up it sounds like you we're about to get the backstage pass on a lot of things crackling i love it new show on deck rsvp with jill monroe as is commonplace i start the conversation you finish it the voice of reason will be back in here tomorrow with another slapper deuces KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.